The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 3 Brady Podcast. I am one of your hosts. My name is Tack. And with me, as always, is the other host of the show, Jimmy Klein. Hello! Hello, hello! Hi! And on this podcast, we celebrate the iconic TV show, The Brady Bunch, as we break down the bunch one episode at a time. What we do, Jimmy, we take the episode, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. we break it down. We do. We hear it say that it wants to be just like us, mm. only for it to finally reveal that it was just lying. The whole time. Yeah. All for you, the listener. Aww. On today's episode, we look at Season 4, Episode 9, entitled Career Fever. If you haven't watched the episode, please feel free to stop the podcast and go watch it before continuing. You don't have to, but it might be a hell of a lot more funny if you do. The Brady Bunch is available to stream on Hulu, CBS All Access, and you know I recently ordered some stuff? Oh, did you? It's been a while since I've ordered anything, and I know you always tend to have like really bad luck. I do, <laughs> but um, I didn't. Um, I had three things come in, and two of them came right on time. One of them came a little early, so. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that? Sorry to hear you. No, oh, nothing. No, I was just clearing my throat. <laughs> oh, okay. <clears throat> there you go. Yeah. But yeah, so I didn't have any issues. So um, yeah, you know where I ordered that from? Probably eBay. Hmm. No? Order from Amazon. Okay. Oh, that's right. You don't have the other one. But you know what I recently found out is that what? there's yet another avenue to listen to our podcast on. There is? Yes, there is. That's right. There is. Yeah. Where can that be found at? On Amazon, Amazon Music. Music. Yeah, that's right. Amazon. Yeah, yeah we are now available on Amazon Music, which is awesome. We are available on Amazon Music. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yes, indeedy. Yeah, so my stuff yeah. came in on time. I don't have any problems with it. Uh, I had beautiful service. Everything looks great. Everything is fine. Um, but you always tend to have some issues. But I think well, I yeah. know why. Why Because you pay for the extra. The extra what? Well, because you have Amazon, right? But then you paid like You the- have Amazon, yeah. But I'm just saying, you know, one has Amazon, but then right. you specifically pay like the extra $100 a year or whatever it is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. For the upgraded service, which That's is true. called, I can't remember what it's called. What is it called again? Um, well, I know it's Amazon, but it's, it's like, else. oh, it's called Amazon Liars and we're going to deliver to daylight. <laughs> That's what it's called. That's what it's called. Yeah. I, yeah. It's it's a weird name. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> But it's accurate. It's descriptive. <laughs> and then it's like, hey, and if it's late, we're going to ask you to come back in two days. You know, because it's supposed to be two-day delivery, but it turns into four-day delivery. You know, it's, that's that's also the name. Yeah, of because it. of their fuck-ups, though, you tend to get, like, free shit, so. I do. Can't yeah, complain that much. <laughs> like this recorder that I use, the DR40X. <laughs> the original yeah. I ordered was the one Tag uses, the DR40. Mm-hmm. It was late. And so I assumed it got lost in the mail because it had went like a day and a half without moving. Hmm. 
And so I waited the two days like Amazon said, and I logged into Amazon and they're like, Hey, so go ahead and, um, uh, come back for a full refund. So I came back for a ref- full refund and, uh, yeah, they gave it to me for free and then it showed up in the mail. <laughs> anyway, well, you gotta love them, right? <laughs> yeah, I guess you gotta do something to them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with the, with all of you that, that are wondering how you, uh, listen to us on Amazon, mm-hmm. right? Cause it's a little confusing, but for those of you wondering how we listen on Amazon, um, you, it's a, it's an additional service. Like Amazon music isn't free. You have to pay for it. Mm. Just like the Amazon video service. Yeah. And just like the, the free two day shipping, that's always late. Just mm. like that service. So all that is encompassed and you got to pay for it to listen to it. But if you, if you guys were to purchase that, then you can listen to us on Amazon music. Okay. So what's the name of the additional service? The additional service is called Amazon Prime. Gotcha. Anywho. <laughs> so how uh, was so your day? A, it was all right. Not too bad. Fine as wine, kind of chatty. You know what I mean? Oh, damn. Second week was swing, swing, swing. <laughs> well, that's good. Okay. So this week's episode is about following in your father's footsteps. Right. So have you followed in your father's footsteps at all? Um... Not as a career, no. Um, my father was uh, a fisherman most of his life, mm-hmm. but he also did what's called drywall finishing. It's a um, process of, of constructing a house. So I've learned both of those. He taught me both of those, but I don't do them for a living. Yeah. So yes and no. Gotcha. If that makes sense. What about you? Um, no, it's kind of the same thing. Yes and no. I mean, my dad and I are exactly alike. Um, okay. my dad was actually doing podcasting before podcasting was even a thing. So, huh. so he had a time machine. <laughs> kind of. So he's always been into like audio engineering and stuff like that. And he mm-hmm. used to do like college radio. He was a DJ on a college radio station and stuff like that. So he loves that whole thing. He loves having the mic on the desk and being mm-hmm. able to record and put music to things, you know, stuff like that. So back in like early two thousands, my dad would put together these CDs Mm-hmm. Of him, like, talking like a radio station and would record these CDs and would be like, and he would send them out to all the family members to listen to. Right. So, it would have everything from, like, family interviews with people, whether they were on, they would call in and be like, and it would be like KMMR Radio, you know, which is an acronym for our family kind of a thing. And uh, he would always interview, like, you know, one of the kids or something like that through the phone and, you know, and, and then... um and then he would play music like it was a radio station and stuff like that, <laughs> and so or tell stories or something. And so he, my dad always did that. Like growing up, even through the eighties, they were like on tape, you know, stuff like that. So, right. um, so with that, like he didn't do it as a career, and I, but we both have that in common. So yeah, that's cool. Well, he's he still does it. I can't remember if he calls it KMMR still. He does. Um, um now it's all he? like okay. through. Like um, I think emails and stuff like that. Now. Yeah, he's he's joined the nineties. He uses emails now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's got you I'm on the email blast. <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised he doesn't have a podcast. I really am. I know. I know his brother was interested in, and my dad had texted me one time saying, "Hey, you need to tell Mike. You know, he's interested in doing a podcast. You know, you should call him up or explain how to do it. All that." I never have, but I right, just right. was like, oh, "Okay, cool." You know. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Good. Yeah. All right, well, let's take our first break. Okay. And when we come back, we're really going to get into this episode and break it down. Break, break it down. Break, break it down. 
All right, we'll be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded. Are back. Yes. All right. So we get the Brady Bunch, season four, episode nine, entitled Career Fever. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. So, facts about the episode are first aired on November 17th, 1972. Yes. Written by Bert and Adele Styler. Mm. I'm assuming they're married. I wonder what their occupation was. Styler. <laughs> <laughs> Directed by Jerry Director. That's weird. No, his name is Jerry London. 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 Okay, so according to IMDb, um, Anacardia... Anyway, Peter's self-diagnosed illness (laughs) is a family of flowering plants that include poison ivy. Is that sumac? Yep. Mango Mm -hmm. and smoke tree. So. Yep. Are you familiar with a plant that grows down here in Florida called the Brazilian pepper tree? Those of you on the yeah. southern part of the United States, that yeah, is actually like, pepper in this like my business partner Matt. We were mm-hmm. sitting somewhere, uh, we were working together, and he's like, "Do you smell it? it? Smells like pepper." And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "It's a peppercorn tree or whatever you just called it." And I was well, like, "What?" Brazilian pepper is in the poison sumac family, so you don't really mm-hmm. you don't really want to touch it if you can right. avoid it. Um, it doesn't, the stuff we have down here, it, it's not like on contact. It makes you all itchy. Although with you, I'm not trying to be funny, but with you, it might. Um, I have sensitive skin. Yeah. <laughs> but when you, when you break it or cut it, it has this really thick white sap that comes out. Hmm. And if you get that sap into any kind of cut, remember when we were kids and we were making trails through the woods? Yeah. And that stuff that, and it would make your hands all sticky when you broke it. Remember? Well, I know what sap is. Well, smell. Oh no, this is a specific kind of plant. It would it would make your know. hands all sticky and it would smell really funny. That's uh, Brazilian pepper. So we actually have this in Florida. Well, that's cool. Cool, cool. All right. So you ready? I am ready. All right. So we fade in. Scene one. 
We open up to the backyard and see Mike pull in his convertible into the driveway. Mm. He slides over and exits the car through the passenger side door like a motherfucking boss. Hell yeah. And he heads into the house. My only note is Mike once again exiting the vehicle on passenger side. Like a motherfucking boss. Because that's how people do it. I do that all the time. (laughs) It's really hard. Especially since... Since all three of my cars have consoles, it makes it a little tricky, but, you know. <laughs> it, but I do it makes it. me look cool when I try to throw a leg over or I trip and my I face plant into the passenger door. <laughs> <laughs> you can't even buy bench seat cars anymore, can you? I don't even know if they make like them. In the back seat, it's a bench maybe seat. Maybe some front. trucks have them, maybe? I'm not sure. I don't know. Huh. Well, U-Haul trucks do. No, they don't. No, U-Haul trucks have. I don't know. Yeah, they have bucket seats, too. Oh, my gosh. Okay, anyways, scene two. Next, Greg is upstairs in his room working on homework at his desk. Marsha peeks into his room and asks if he's busy. Greg says, just homework. Marsha goes on. Want to help me with mine? Oh, shit. Geometry. Oh, shit. Study of shapes. (laughs) I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) And angles. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and putting things into other things so uh, Greg <laughs> Greg takes the book from Marsha and opens it up Marsha continues I don't see what good this is going to do me later in life <laughs> she said do me later in life <laughs> alright sorry <laughs> Greg says <laughs> Greg says geometry sharpens the mind Makes you think. Marsha rolls her eyes and says, yeah, makes me think I'm stupid. (laughs) (laughs) Greg, while looking at her homework, says, let's see where you went wrong here, dumbass. He actually said dumb head, but I thought dumbass would just sound. Yeah, I couldn't remember. It was either dumb head or or sing along. What is it? Back downstairs, Mike is just getting home and walking upstairs and right past the boys room. And is overhearing Marsha and Greg. Marsha opens up a piece of paper on Greg's desk and says, Hey, you got an A on this. She, I don't know why she sounds so surprised. It's kind of an asshole move. But, um, she reads the title of the paper, The Importance of Choosing a Career. Greg ignores it and says, It's just an English composition. Mike enters into the room and greets the two of them. Mike walks over to Marsha, reading the composition, and asks, What was that all about choosing a career, son? Greg has a small panic on his face and says, Oh, it's just something I wrote for English class. Mike, reading over Marsha's shoulder as she reads the paper out loud, skyscrapers are more than concrete blocks and steel girders. Homes are more than just wood and the bricks to which they're made of. Greg attempts to take the paper from Marsha as she's reading out loud, but Marsha is too quick and pulls away. Marsha continues reading, modern buildings begin with the architect's dream. My father is an architect, and as for me, I'd like to become one too and share in that dream. While listening to this, Mike beams with pride as he looks upon his firstborn son. Greg Hmm. looks at Marsha with an evil eye and says through his teeth, come on, Marsha. Mike stops him and says, now wait a minute, I'd like to hear this. Marsha continuing to read, Architecture is an exciting career that grows with the imagination of the architect. Greg pleads one more time for Marsha to stop, but Mike says to him, 
I didn't know you really wanted to become an architect. I thought it was just a summer job when you worked at the office last vacation. Greg laughs a little and says, well, Dad, as a matter of fact, but is interrupted again by Mike as he says, listen, I can talk to Mr. Phillips this summer. I'm sure he'd let you have this summer. It'll give you a real practical experience. Greg asks with a somewhat worried expression, he would. Mike asks, would you like that? Greg tries to explain, Dad, the idea is nice, but Mike, of course, interrupts him. Otherwise, there wouldn't be an episode this week. And says, <laughs> and says, good, good. Consider it done. Mike, still beaming with pride, turns and walks out of the room. Hmm. Marcia, smiling, says, wow, you made Dad a happy man. Greg says, yeah, isn't it awful? <laughs> Marcia, confused, asks, awful? Greg goes on, how is he going to feel when he hears the truth? Marcia asks, what do you mean the truth? Greg says, Marcia, the only reason I wrote that stuff is because I couldn't think of anything else. Now I don't know what I want to be, but me, an architect? Greg just thinks and looks off into the void. Hmm. Oh, man, I can see his pickle. Yeah. Yeah, that's 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 quite a pickle. <laughs> um, I, I love the part where Marsha pulls away with the paper. Like, and Greg, if you look, Greg's not even reaching for it yet. All he's doing is go, shifting his weight, going to get up, and as she rotates herself and moves away from it, I thought it was like perfect timing. I thought it was something that a <laughs> brother and sister would definitely do. Hmm. Um, Mike looks um, almost like his hair was frosted. Did you notice that? <laughs> no. No, it looks like it's either gray hair creeping in and he just stopped dying it, or it looks like they're, it's frosted a little bit. Um, but also, you didn't find it funny. Greg wrote that report, that composition. What? Like, it, I mean, that would, I mean, it wasn't very long and it wasn't very good. I mean, in high school, in high school, they have him writing, like, when I grow up, I want to be, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> it didn't seem like a high school report at all. It seemed like middle school. But I, I want to be a fireman. Well, yeah, because he's like, she's like, hey, Greg, can you help me with my geometry? He's like, let me see what you did wrong here, dumbass. <laughs> I, when I grow up, I want to be an architect. Like, really? So he's in like, he's in advanced placement math, but he's in like elementary school English. Like, I don't know. It just seemed so funny. funny. I never even thought of that. <laughs> Who's my daddy and what does he do? <laughs> All right. Scene. I, wonder they, I wonder if they have show and tell in that English class. <laughs> scene three. Later, down in the living room, Mike and Carol are relaxing and having some coffee. Mike says, Boy, honey, this coffee is great. Carol chuckles and says, Boy, are you in a good mood tonight? Mike says with enthusiasm, <laughs> Yeah. Carol quotes Mike and says, the lamb chops were great. The salad was great. The rolls were great. How come you didn't say the salt and pepper was great? Mike says, oh, I forgot. Salt and pepper was great. Mike laughs. Takes a second and says, I don't know. It may be corny, but I'm so proud. Greg wants to follow in my footsteps. Carol says, I'm just as proud as you are. Whatever food you <laughs> no, like. she wasn't. <laughs> I don't know who she's trying to fold. There was there was not one tone in her voice that indicated that she was proud at all. <laughs> like that was simply, yep, I'm as proud as you are. Like 
<laughs> yeah, honey, that football game is fun. Like it's the same thing. Like it's. <laughs> but just then, Peter and Jan come running down the stairs and into the living oh, room. Shit. Peter says, "Mom, Dad, can we talk to you?" They agree to talk. And Jan says, "It all started with Greg and his career." Carol says, "Boy." That was a big topic at dinner tonight, wasn't it? <laughs> Jen goes on. Yeah, well, it started us thinking about our careers. Peter pipes up and says, after all, I'm only two years younger than Greg. Mike smiles, points at Peter and asks, you want to be an architect? Peter says, no, sir. Suppose I was better than you are, Dad. I put you out of business. Oh. They all just laugh. Mike looks at Carol and says, that's what I call some real (laughs) self-sacrifice. He looks at Peter and Jan and asks, well, have we decided on anything? Peter says, I'll give you a hint. Cups his hands over his mouth and says, Dr. Brady, wanted for surgery. Dr. Brady, report to surgery. Carol laughs and says, well, I'll take a wild guess. A doctor. Peter says, no, a PA announcer. (laughs) (laughs) an announcer person at hospital come on mom i said doctor get your head out of your ass carol no he says uh peter says right jam butts in and says and i want to be a nurse carol says a doctor and a nurse i think that's great but carol goes on i think that's about right women have a hard time grasping docs doctor things (laughs) (laughs) Plus, it's just better for you anyway, Jan. Maybe shoot for the night shift position. There you go. There you go. (laughs) She didn't say all that. But uh, Jan goes on. You could be a pharmacy tech. How about that? (laughs) No, I mean, that's. I used to be a pharmacy tech. I'm not making fun of him. Jan goes on. And we're going to cure all kinds of terrific diseases. Mike laughs and says, Boy, I feel bad for the germs already. (laughs) And Carol says, oh, that's cute, Jan. I'm sure Peter will, and you can hand him his tools while he does it. (laughs) (laughs) No, she didn't say that. (laughs) But Peter says to Jan, come on, we got to get down to my chemistry set and start some experiments. Jan excitedly says, yeah, and they both leave. As they run off, Carol yells at them. Not like last time. I don't want some strange hairy things growing in the refrigerator. And Mike just laughs. Man, Carol is so damn fake. <laughs> like, yeah, she ain't proud of her kids. She ain't proud of Mike. Like she just don't give a shit. Why? But when it's her when it's her writing for some fucking magazine and she's all about that shit. It's okay to talk about that shit at the dinner table, but yeah, everybody was talking about careers at the dinner table. Uh-huh. Don't be jealous because you don't because you don't have one. You still be proud of your kids, damn! <laughs> the, I'm um, gonna be nerd. What are you gonna be? Um, are you gonna follow in my footsteps too? And they're like, hell no! I've, what do you, you, you want to be do a housewife anything. of the maid? No. <laughs> um, at this at this period in time, were women even allowed to be doctors? And I know I'm not trying to be funny, but it's a legit question: Were they oh, allowed I'm to sure. be doctors? Yeah. It wasn't like uh, you know 1940s or 30. I don't know. I don't know. They probably were back then too. I have no idea. Um, And also, I mean, if any listeners know, let us know, because I I really don't know the answer to the question. But also, um, I didn't realize doctors use chemistry sets. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, it depends on what you're doing, I guess. I don't know. I guess. Hmm. All right. Scene four. Later, 
Up in the boys' room, Greg is still sitting at his desk working on homework. Marsha walks in again and asks Greg, did you tell dad last night? Greg shakes his head in disappointment and says, no, I didn't have the heart. He's so happy about it. I couldn't say anything. Marsha says, you've got to let him know. Greg says, I know, but I've got a better way of telling him. Greg stands up, smiles, looks at Marsha and says, I'll show him. Hmm. Marsha asks, what do you mean? Greg hands Marsha a large sketchbook and says, take a look at this. Marsha looks at the sketch, takes a moment, then flips it right side up. Greg laughs and says, no, it was right the other way. (laughs) (laughs) Marsha, confused, flips it back over and asks, it was? (laughs) Greg proudly says, yeah, it's not quite finished yet, but what do you think? Marsha says, well, first tell me what it is. Greg smiles and proudly states, that's a modern house. (laughs) Marsha asks, is that a driveway? Greg corrects her and says, that is a moat. (laughs) Marsha laughs and asks, a moat? That's weird. Greg smiles, rubs his hands together and says, great. That's what it's supposed to be. New Greg Brady style is supposed to be weird. Really weird. (laughs) Marsha laughs and says, I'd say it shows a fantastic lack of talent. (laughs) Greg says, then that ought to do it. When dad sees that, he's got to say, I don't belong in the architect business. At least then I don't have to disappoint him. (laughs) Marsha walks over to him and says, that's a terrific idea. She hands him the sketchbook and says, a moat. Greg laughs and shrugs. (laughs) And shrugs. (laughs) (laughs) so greg would rather have his dad wrestle with how he's going to heartbreak his son by telling him he sucks than to just tell him that he's want to do it like that's so (laughs) incredibly selfish (laughs) well what do you mean like what's selfish about it well i mean because like because he he obviously he must know at some level that it would be hard for mike to come and say now listen son (laughs) I know you have your heart set on being an architect, but you suck. Like, you're terrible. Right. I can't believe you don't have this down perfectly on your first try. <laughs> so Surely he would there rather, must be some sort of a learning curve. <laughs> so he would rather his father have to go through telling him he sucks than to just tell his father he didn't want to do it. <laughs> yeah. That just seems really selfish to me. Um, or at least, you know, answer it like, well, yeah, I'm still not sure. I'm still considering other things, you know? Yeah. I don't know. It just seemed like a selfish move on my part, but, or on his part. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) All right. Scene five. A bit later, Mike is down in his den, hardly working. I mean, working hard. (laughs) Just then Greg pops in and asks, busy dad. And Mike says, I'm hardly working. I mean, no, I didn't say it. Mike says, uh, <laughs> he walks in and it says, Oh, here comes trouble. <laughs> Goes into the kitchen and grabs some tongs and clicks them twice. <laughs> He's like, Hey, how's it going? Huh? Just living the life. <laughs> That's that shit. Everybody says at work. That's funny. Living the dream. Yep. All right. Mike says, uh, he's not busy and to enter. Greg walks in carrying a sketch and says, I made this drawing. Thought maybe you could tell me what you think. Mike excitedly says, yeah, I'd be glad to. 
here, let's take a look. Mike unrolls the sketch, takes a look at it. His face goes from excitement to concern as he stares down at his son's creation. Mm. Greg asks, what do you think? Mike's still looking at it, just nods and says, "Uh uh-huh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, I'm thinking several things here. Greg asks, is it any good? Mike says, well, I don't think when you first start out, it's really a question of good or bad. It's a question of, and Greg cuts him off and says, isn't that a great house? Mike just (laughs) stares at the sketch and quietly asks, a house? (laughs) And realizing what he's looking at says, Oh, yeah, yes. Mike laughs out loud and says, this looks almost like a moat. Look at this. This looks like a moat. (laughs) This fucking guy. And Greg says, it is. I was trying for something really different. Mike says, well, I think you've achieved that effect all right. Greg proudly says, I bet you've never seen anything like it before. Mike laughs, looks at it again and says, nope. Never have. He walks over to the couch with the sketch, sits down and says, well, this is uh, very interesting. Yes. Greg, surprised, asks, you mean you like it? Mike says, well, any form of art, we look for potential. And this shows potential. And it shows an awful lot of hard work. Greg, disappointedly, asks, it does? Mike walks back over to Greg and says, yes, yes, you keep at it, and I'll hang on to this and look it over a little more carefully. Greg awkwardly laughs and says, okay, thanks, Dad. Greg begins to walk out of the room, only to stop and turn back to look at his father, who is still trying to figure out what the hell he's looking at on Mm. Greg's sketch. Just outside the den, Greg shuts the door, shakes his head in disappointment, and just sighs. Hmm. Hmm. I do love how Mike is genuinely trying to find positive in this. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Instead of just straight up being like, like if it was Carol, she would have been like, the fuck is this? <laughs> what is this, Tread? Did Bobby do this? Is this a joke? So, um, but also, why does it seem like his desk is in a strange spot? It seems like it's it is. like turned sideways. It's definitely moved in a different spot, yeah. that's for sure. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Mixing it up, I guess. I guess. Scene six. <laughs> <laughs> six. Later that night, upstairs in the master bedroom. Oh, shit. Carol, oh, shit. That's where the magic happens. <laughs> Carol is looking at Greg's sketch. She shakes her head and says, oh, poor Greg. Hmm. Mike says, Poor Greg, what the fuck do you know about architecture? <laughs> Just shut up. No, that's he didn't exact, say it, but he should have. That's exactly my point in this whole scene. Yeah, God. Mike says, yeah, well, I couldn't tell him the truth. He's so excited about being an architect. Carol mm-hmm. says, oh, but Mike, do you think it's right to encourage him? Mike gets up and says, well, honey, you know, it's his first effort. I don't want him to lose confidence. Carol says, want me to tell him he sucks? Because I'll fucking do it. I will do it. I got no problem telling this boy sucks. I bet you he don't. fucking sucks. I'll be like, you suck. No. Um, <laughs> but Mike thinks for a second and says, you know, maybe, maybe if he had the proper tools. 
if I gave him a drafting kit and a book that would help him with his perspective, Carol cuts in and says, oh boy, does he need perspective. Whoo. <laughs> so after one drawing, Carol is like, he sucks and he needs to be told that. <laughs> it's like, and we're like, once again, what the fuck does Carol know about architecture? Or Nothing <laughs> at all. Or drafting or like any of that shit. My first note is Carol is such a bitch. Like she doesn't know <laughs> shit about architecture. On a lot of episodes. <laughs> and her fucking writing sucked, but nobody made fun of her. Yet she's kind of <laughs> making fun of Greg. God, I hate Carol. I hate Carol. <laughs> so uh, scene seven. Seven. Down in the kitchen, Peter and Jan come home carrying books. Alice has a tray of cookies that she freshly baked in the oven and that she's adding to the cookie jar. Alice asks them, where'd you get all these books? Peter says, from the (laughs) library. (laughs) That's such an obvious question. Books? Where'd you find them? The library? Library. And Peter says, they're medical books. Jan adds, every one of them has got pages and pages of terrific diseases. Alice says, that sounds exciting. Peter goes on, doctors got to know every disease in these books if he wants to make people well. Alice says, I'll tell you an easier way to make them well. Tell them how much it costs to be sick. (laughs) And they both, they all just laugh. They all laugh. (laughs) That's funny. I used to have a, uh, I probably still do, a, what's called a physician's desk reference. And it's, yeah. you go through and it you it shows the symptoms and all that. So I think that's probably what they were using here. Maybe it should have a copy of Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. There you go. <clears throat> Later on, oh, wow, I'm just going to start into it and not even tell what scene it is. Right. <laughs> They're going to be like, Jimmy, what scene is this? They won't know. They'll be lost. <laughs> People at home are like, great. I can't even listen anymore. I don't know what scene it is. Great. <laughs> right. Scene eight. <clears throat> Later on, Peter and Jan are out on the back porch reading about all sorts of terrific diseases. <laughs> <laughs> Jan says, listen, listen to this one. Pericardial, I've always heard it tamponade, but mm. they say tamponade. But yeah. if you watch any ER type of shows, yeah, they call it a pericardial tamponade, but I'll say it like they do. <clears throat> all right. Um, listen to this one pericardial tamponade Peter lights up and says pericardial tamponade that sure sounds like a powerful disease Jan goes on it is when you get that you have to be rushed to the hospital and operated on within minutes Mm. Peter excitedly says fantastic write that one down (laughs) as they continue reading the books Alice walks out of the house and onto the back porch with a broom and a dustpan Peter says, hey, listen to this one. NASA Prehagitis Acute Keratohol. Jan says, wow, I'd hate to get that. What is it? Peter says, a cold with a runny nose. Hmm. <laughs> I bet Jan feels so stupid. <laughs> she feels so stupid. Oh, man. Peter says, that's the great thing about doctors. They can make anything sound awful. Hmm. <clears throat> While sweeping, Alice asks, how's the research coming, Dr. Brady? Peter says, fantastic. So far, we've got 14 fatal diseases, seven semi-fatal ones, and a whole page of things that'll put you in the hospital at least a year. Hmm. Alice sarcastically says, oh, 
That is a fun book. <laughs> As Alice bends down to use the dustpan, she moans in pain. Go ahead, Tack. Go ahead. Uh, there you go. Dr. <laughs> Dr. Brady hears this and asks, what's the matter? Alice says, uh, just the old crick. Jan says, quick, look up crick. <laughs> Peter and Jan both flip through the books trying to find a cure for Alice's crick. They both get up, carry the books over to her, and Peter asks, where does it hurt? Point to it. <clears throat> Alice says, if I point to it, I'd break my arm. Hmm. Peter adds, it's got to be exact, Alice. Alice says, it's where the neck bone connects to the backbone. Dr. Peter says, nurse, diagram. Jan opens a book long ways and says, here, doctor. Inside opens up a full color picture diagram of the human body. Peter analyzes the di diagram and says, hmm, it's too high for your liver. Alice says, well, maybe they've got my liver in the wrong place. <laughs> Jan asks, what other symptoms do you have? Peter says, I'm the doctor and I'll ask the questions. What other symptoms do you have? Hmm. Alice says, well, now that you ask, sometimes I get a tremendous pull right here as she points to her left calf muscle. Peter tells Jan to write that down. Alice goes on, and then I get a pain right here while pointing at her forehead. Pointing to her butt. <laughs> and then you guys are pain right here. No. <clears throat> and then a pain right over here pointing to her right hip. Jane gets excited and says, you've got some swell symptoms. <laughs> Alice finally asks, do you think it's fatal, doctor? Dr. Pete thinks for a second and says, hmm, I'm not sure, Alice, but you ought to look on the bright side. If it is fatal, you'll never get it again. <laughs> they all oh, just laugh. And then Alice shrieks in pain from another fatal disease in her back. <laughs> so like Jan's like doing research like right why isn't Peter to put her in place like um you're the fucking nurse I do the research you go fucking take this urine specimen to the fucking lab <laughs> it's like whoa 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 slow your why roll. can't you take a page out of Marsha and ask the guy for knowledge hmm? <laughs> you know women ain't supposed to think come on now Using your brain too much. If you're confused on where your brain is. It's bad enough you can read and vote. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> this show is so fucking misogynistic. It's crazy. <clears throat> flipping through books and doing research. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Okay. And I, I wrote down, it's so much fun to make fun of their maid's pain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Scene nine. Sometime nine. later, Bobby and Cindy come running into the kitchen calling for Alice. Bobby says, you know, we already have two architects, a doctor and a nurse in the family. Cindy adds, so we figured we better hurry up and pick out a couple careers for us too. Bobby says, yeah, it'd be terrible if it grew up and didn't do anything. And they just <laughs> look at their mom. <laughs> Like Carol. I mean, mom. <laughs> no, they didn't. Um, Alice shuts the fridge and says, yeah, the next thing you know, you'd be 12 years old with no visible means of support. <laughs> Cindy spins around and says, 
For a second, I thought you were going to go and launch it to an imitation of Phil Donahue. For some reason, I thought you were going to go All of a sudden. All of a sudden, you're sitting around the house with a maid and you don't have a job. Sorry. (laughs) Cindy spins around and says, I'm going to be a model. They get to wear all these long dresses with ostrich feathers and stuff. (laughs) Ostrich feathers. Bobby rolls his eyes and proudly states, I'm going to be an astronaut. Probably first man on Mars. Hmm. Alice says, probably. Bobby goes on. From not, By the way, we know it didn't happen. No, it didn't. <laughs> yeah, but she feels stupid. <laughs> Mars. <laughs> Bobby goes on. From now on, I better eat what they do. You know, all that powdered junk. Mm-hmm. Alice sarcastically says, I'll start crushing food in the morning. Cindy says, I think I better have a special diet too, Alice. Alice asks, why? Cindy says, for modeling. I have to worry about keeping my figure. Alice says, like a fucking boss. Yeah, yeah. Don't you think you better wait until you've got one, bitch? Damn, right. And then she picks up Mike and drops him and walks over. I don't think she got that joke. (laughs) Cindy just crosses her arms, all pissy. Mike is like, why did you drop me? Um... He just what are you, why do you keep doing this and leaving the room? Alice, microphone, not me. Um, I don't oh, think Cindy yeah. got that joke. I don't. I mean, I don't think the actress got the joke when she was like, "Well, don't you need a figure first? Because she just does this kind of like, like she's upset, but you could tell she didn't. She didn't get the joke. Um, it would have been funny if they would have switched Peter. Or Bobby and Cindy, and had Peter want to be the model? No, Bobby wanted to be the model, and Cindy want to be an astronaut. Mm. Uh, to me, that would have been more interesting. Um, I suppose. And Alice is like, "Yay, creating more work for me!" <laughs> and I get to crush children. up food and then buy special <laughs> shit for Cindy. Yeah. Um, once again, we have sexist career choices again. Like right? women are Jesus. just want. I'll be a nurse. I'm going to be a model. Like. You know. <laughs> I'm going to be a nurse because I can't be a doctor. (laughs) (laughs) Or like, I'm waiting for Marsha to be like, I just want to be a secretary. You know, I know, I know with, with our core fans, listeners, we don't have to put this out there, but I feel like we need to for the occasional listener. We're not making fun of people that are nurses. We're not making fun (laughs) of models. (laughs) We're making fun of the mentality of you thinking you can't do that. Like that's what we're making fun of. (laughs) Right. (laughs) (sighs) Scene. A 10. Next, we see Marsha walking through the living room with a book balanced on her head. I'll tack like just like you used to. Uh-huh. Showing Cindy how a model should walk. She says, see, that's how you do it. Hmm. Cindy says, it looks kind of silly. Marsha says, it's supposed to teach you how to walk gracefully. Come on, you try it. Cindy stands up and Marsha places the book on top of Cindy's head. She gives her a few tips and Cindy takes one step and the book slides off her head. Cindy says, models must have flat heads. Hmm. Marcia says, just keep practicing. Let's see if you can make it all the way into the kitchen. Let's see <laughs> if you can make it away from me. Like, <laughs> like over there. Like, too. <laughs> yeah. Let's go play hide and seek and I'll come find you in 45 minutes. <laughs> but you can't say anything until I find you. Um, <laughs> play the Cindy's, quiet game. Sorry, Cindy says, that's the hardest room of all. Marsha asks how. Cindy says, I have to pass the cookie jar. Hmm. 
Marsha giggles at her sister's joke and lines her up. Cindy places the book on top of her head and begins to walk slowly. The book slips a little, but Cindy continues on into the kitchen. Just then, Greg comes down the stair. The stair. Wow, you hear how I pronounce it? The stairs. <laughs> Just then, Greg comes down the stairs. He tells Marsha, I've made up my mind. I'm going to have to do something drastic. Marsha says, like what? Greg goes on, tell him the truth. I'm just going to have to walk right up to dad and say, dad, I don't like it. I'm not good at it. And I just don't want to be an architect. Suddenly, Mike walks through the front door from work. Marsha sighs and says, here's your chance. Mike greets them and walks in. Marsha says she better go help in the kitchen and walks out. As Mike is putting his briefcase down, Greg builds up the courage and walks over to Mike and says, Dad, there's something I want to tell you. Mike says, as a matter of fact, I wanted to talk to you too. Greg says, it's about that drawing yesterday. Mike says, that's exactly what I wanted to talk to you about. I know you've been working under a handicap. Mike pulls out a case and asks, do you remember this? It's my old drafting kit. I had put it away as sort of keepsake but they're yours now he hands them to greg and greg says mine mike goes on yeah because the correct equipment can make all the difference in the work you do you can use my den my drafting table whenever you feel like it what do you say greg has a look of shock on his face and has become speechless mike goes on you're well on your way to being an architect mike smacks his son on the shoulder and asks how about that and hmm. walks off. Greg says to himself, yeah. How about that? Hmm. 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 Man. So I remember when I was a kid hearing about the whole model with the book on their head. Oh, yeah. We, every kid did that. Okay, like, yeah, okay. we were kids, so, like, I wasn't sure yeah. if I was just a weirdo or not. And you, um, if you did it, you had to say, I'm a model. Like when you did it. <laughs> I am a model. And you had to suck in your cheeks a little bit. Um. <laughs> How did Greg know where Marsha was? He seemed to come down with the, with the single purpose of talking to Marsha. You know I, I mean, know. Like, I mean, the house isn't that big. I mean, she, no, but I mean, he probably already checked her room and then was just coming down the stairs to look downstairs. And I don't know. I guess it would have been nice then to have a shot of Greg like get to the top stairs, look around, spot Marsha, be like, oh, and then run down to Marsha instead of just him coming right downstairs and marching right up to her. No, gotcha. But also, where is Mike's bullshit detector in this episode? It's like the batteries ran out. <laughs> I know. So. Yeah, it's it's really bad in this episode. It is, yeah. His bullshit it's, detector's out of whack. It needs to be calibrated. <laughs> yeah. All right, so this is where we take our next break. Well, it looks like Greg is in another pickle. He is the pickle. Um, will Marsha help Greg with his pickle? Maybe. Can Greg even handle his own pickle? Maybe, I don't know. Is That's his pickle point. so massive that even Marsha won't be able to assist? Possibly, maybe. Am I just referring to Greg's dick when I say pickle? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, does Tack want Greg's pickle? <laughs> Other questions will be asked later, and we'll be back. Tack, what's wrong? Oh, Jimmy. 
I was hoping to get some groovy costumes for me and my son this Halloween, but I'm tired of all the same boring costumes that all the other stores have. Yeah. Have you checked out HalloweenCostumes.com? Wait, don't tell me. They too sell Halloween costumes just like the other stores do. Sell them? HalloweenCostumes.com has the biggest, the best selection of Halloween costumes and accessories and decorations like anywhere. Okay, you say that, but so do party type stores, department stores. I mean, what does HalloweenCostumes.com have that others don't? Are they really that much better than the other places? Um, how about the biggest selection with over 10,000 costumes? Um, okay, but me and my son are into totally different things. They got you covered. They have costumes from comics, video games, movies, and TV. Okay, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Hey, their selection is great. They even have costumes to fit parents, kids, couples, groups, plus size, and even sexy costumes. Ooh la la. (laughs) Right? And of course, HalloweenCostumes.com has the best retro costume selection. Dude, they have stuff like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee transforming costumes in not just kid sizes, but like adults so we can wear them. They have Disney, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai. Dude, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, Kiss, Alf, Beetlejuice, the Smurfs, and more. They have over 3,500 exclusive designs. (laughs) And don't forget, one of the Retro Network's favorite items... Ugly Halloween sweaters. (laughs) And check out the brand new designs for 2021, like Scooby-Doo, Pennywise, and Care Bears. Bro, you can't even get get those on a face mask. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Just click on the Retro Network's promo link in today's show notes and save 20% off of in-stock items now through November 6, 2021. Halloweencostumes.com, the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. And we are back. Yes. I, I did. So, I pulled a little something and I need Dr. Pete because my back, I did something in my back in that flip. Oh, geez, oh, Pete. <laughs> geez, oh, Pete. I tried to do a flip. You got a crick? I got a crick. Crick. Look up crick. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> so in this episode, the yeah. kids are talking about their careers. Yeah. I don't know how familiar you are with the canon of Brady Bunch. Okay. So I have a series, you know, I have some questions. What What do you think Peter goes on to do later on in life in the Brady Bunch? Within the confines of the Brady Bunch, within oh, the story. Oh, oh, oh. And you all the so subsequent funny. episodes. I was thinking about that today while I was watching this episode. And I'm like, I don't remember. Because yeah. they must have said later in life. Because there's like the movies where they're adults and stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. But I don't remember what any of them go on to do. So, no? um, so take a wild guess and I'll tell you if you're right. Okay. I think it'd be cool if he does become a doctor, but I don't think they ever mentioned him wanting to be a doctor in any other episode. No. He joins the military. Really? And then later on becomes a business partner with Bobby. Huh. Yeah. 
Did not see that coming. <laughs> no. So what do you think Greg went on to be? Take a guess. Johnny Bravo? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, uh, you're you're going to laugh when I tell you that. A dentist. You, no. Oh, he went yeah. on to be an obstetrician. Oh, I thought it was something like that. But That's so is he always he was just obsessed think- with it in high school. <laughs> I'm sorry. <clears throat> it's, I just found it funny. With it in high school? Well, he was obsessed with women and getting with them. Yeah. An obstetrician? Yeah, that's a, a pregnancy doctor. Oh, oh. Uh, he wasn't uh, an OBGYN, oh. but he was an obstetrician. I was thinking, so. I was thinking a, an optometrist is what I was thinking. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> I should have let you run with that. What? It needs to be clean once in a while, maybe filling in, but like, what? He's Heck, obsessed what? with eyes? Like, Yeah, he liked to look in every episode, oh, Jimmy. Thought- that's right. <laughs> I thought you meant a dentist. Sorry. <clears throat> okay. I partially gave you this answer already, but what okay. do you think Bobby goes on to be? Uh, well, he becomes a business partner with Peter in some right. sort of venture. Um, Are you looking it up? <laughs> I no, 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 oh, no. Okay. I'm just messing with the screen. I'm guessing it has nothing to do with countertops. <laughs> no, no, no. That's him in real life. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he... Drops out of college to be a race car driver. Yeah, I did know that. I did know that. Yeah, but he, wait, how is that a, a business partner? He crashes and yeah. ends up paralyzed from the waist down. Hmm. Yes. What? And then, and then from there goes on to be a business partner with Peter. What the hell? So there's like Brady Bunch shots of like Bobby in a wheelchair or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like Later forever. On yeah, forever. Like, well, they they haven't done another one, so yeah, I guess. <clears throat> God, that's terrible. According to the um, the Brady Bunch fan page, that's what Bobby ends up. Um, okay, that now moving terrible. on. Why would they yeah. write that in? I don't know. I don't know. Moving on to the women. What do you oh, think women. happens with Marsha? What do you think career wise she does? She becomes a model or a nurse or nope. a secretary. <laughs> nope. Out of college, she becomes a fashion designer. Of course. Um, from there, she gets married and to one of her professors, uh, becomes a stay-at-home mom. <laughs> yeah. to a, she becomes a stay-at-home mom. And then yeah. later, she owns an, a catering business with her in-laws. Okay. All right. Yes. Because she um, became like a woman of the 80s and like... Pretty much, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what about Jan? What do you think Jan went on to be? Um, a lesbian? <laughs> no, I mean as a career. Oh, um, that's not a career. Well, um, I guess for people like Ellen, but yeah. <laughs> um, something she, I feel like she went on and did something like like a real like like an attorney or something. Okay. That's oh, was that your guess. answer, attorney? <laughs> that's my guess. Attorney. Um, apparently, later in high school, she really finds out that she uh, likes art and she likes drawing. Mm-hmm. So she later on becomes an architect, like Mike. Oh, see, like yeah. a real career. Yeah. yeah. What about Cindy? Last but not least. Cindy becomes a hairstylist and puts all little girls in curls. <laughs> she becomes a radio DJ. She's like, are you the youngest one in your family? Okay, you have to get <laughs> curls. <laughs> um, she becomes a radio DJ. That's cool. Yeah. Like a shock jock or just like. It just says radio DJ. Oh. Huh. But also I, I wrote down a couple of other questions. Just to be fun. Three other okay. questions. Sure. In this episode, in the opening credits, mm-hmm. 
right? Where they sing the song and everything. Yep. What color was Cindy's dress? <laughs> God, I don't know. Um, yellow? Green. Close. Wait, which season are we talking about? Because every season is this, different. This episode. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I thought you were like, oh, oh, yeah, oh, green. Yeah. Yeah. I know okay. season two, but I don't know season four. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Um, oh, I only had two other questions. Okay. So the other question is, in this episode, we see Alice filling a cookie jar, right? Mm-hmm. What is on the lid of that cookie jar? Oh, shit. It, it, it's something. Oh, God, what was that? That cookie jar was interesting, I remember. And it was brown. It had like, it was like a dog's head or something. I don't know. <laughs> had pears. Pears. Pears on it, yeah. That's weird. So, yeah, that's right. I wrote those down just in case we didn't have anything to talk about. <laughs> so. Pears. Weird. No, but I, I found the the career things interesting. I, yeah, me too. That's very yeah. interesting, huh? Yeah. Well, thank you for that. That's a of course. That's good. Um, that's good trivia fun. Boom. How many of you listeners out there knew the answer to all that? Well, also uh, with that in mind, I got these from like I said the Brady Bunch fandom page. If anybody thinks that they're wrong, feel free to write in and tell us. Now I didn't make these up. I just, I researched the best I could, and. Um, some of these I got from Wikipedia. Some of them I got from the, the Brady Bunch fan page. So if any of you think these are wrong, by all means, call in and tell us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All right. So you ready to continue? I am ready to continue. All right. When we left off. So Mike finds a report that Greg wrote in English class saying he wanted to be an architect. Mm-hmm. After well, hearing actually, this, actually, Marsha found it. But okay. Well, I got you, but I'm just saying. <laughs> Mike gets so excited that his son will be following in his footsteps that he gives Greg his very first drafting kit for him to use and learn from, just like he did. Aww. Only thing is, Greg doesn't want to be an architect. How will he tell Mike the bad news? Will Marsha mm. ever touch his pickle? Mm. Well, let's get back into it. Okay. Scene 11. Later, we see Greg sitting in the den at Mike's drafting table and his drafting tools. He sits there feeling guilty and remembering what Mike told him. Mm. This is the first set I ever owned, and they're yours now, son. You can use my den, my drafting table. How about that? Greg sighs and says to himself again, Yeah. How about that? Greg gets up from the drafting table and walks around. Just then, Cindy enters in carrying a plate of cookies and a glass of milk. She says, Mom said to give you these, but I'm not to disturb you because you're drawing something very important. Greg says, Thanks, Cindy. Cindy asks, I'm not disturbing you, am I? Greg says, No. No, you're not disturbing me. Cindy goes on. Because mother told me not to disturb you. <laughs> God. Greg says, it's okay. Cindy looks down at the table and says, Greg, can I ask you one more question without disturbing you? Greg asks what it is. Cindy goes on, how come you haven't drawn anything? Greg says, Cindy, I've got certain problems. Cindy says, then I guess I better go. I don't want to disturb you. 
She turns around and leaves the den, leaving Greg to sit alone and stew in his misery and guilt. That scene was disturbing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) Why? Why did Greg go through all the trouble of setting up his paper and getting out the tools and everything? If he knew he wasn't going to draw anything. (laughs) Well, I think he like intended to, like he was going to draw something to make Why? something terrible. For what purpose? To draw something bad again and be like, see, look. Well, I no, said, he doesn't get well, that idea till later. Like <laughs> at this point, he's com- he's legit going to try to draw something. Why? You don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'll get it. So this was a weird scene for Cindy. It seemed like really out of character for her, and especially it, the line, you know, mother told me not to distribute. Like, that's just a creepy line. It felt improvised. Just the way know. Greg was like, I've got certain problems. It sounded like he made that up. Like, that wasn't scripted. <laughs> it's like the director was just like, okay, you're going to go in there, bring him cookies, but remember your mom said not to disturb him. It and sounded like he was impotent. Like, he had trouble getting it hard. <laughs> Okay. I've got certain problems. <laughs> problems. Like, okay, why would you tell your little sister that? Can you send Marsha in here? <laughs> <laughs> I've got a little pickle here. <laughs> see see what problem. I did there? Yeah. <laughs> My pickle ain't crunchy, if you know what I'm saying. <sighs> right. Scene 12. Later outside in the backyard, Alice is carrying a laundry basket and begins to hang it on the line. As she does this, she hears... Hi, Alice. Alice asks, Bobby, where are you? Bobby says, in here. Alice asks, where? Bobby says, in here. He pops his head out of Tiger's doghouse with a space helmet on. Alice says, what in the world are you doing in the doghouse? Bobby says, it's not a doghouse right now. Now it's an Apollo 57 space capsule. I'm getting myself in condition to be an astronaut. Hmm. Alice says, you mean Astro Mutt? <laughs> Bobby says, don't tell anybody else I'm in here. I don't want to have any contact with Earth people. Hmm. Alice says, right. I'll remove myself as soon as I finish hanging up this Earth's laundry. Bobby goes on, <clears throat> I've got to get used to the loneliness of outer space. Alice says, well, don't spend so long in outer space to forget We're going to have dinner at six sharp in inner space. Roger. Bobby says, no, Bobby. (laughs) Who the fuck is Roger? I, I I don't, I still don't get how this pertains to being an astronaut, like sitting in a doghouse. I I mean, because like, you know, like away and just spend time alone. Yeah. But like Greg is actually drawing and Peter and Jane are actually studying. And you know, Cindy is actually walking around with a book on her head. And then he's in a fucking doghouse. Like, what? What? <laughs> he's spending a lot of time alone in a tiny area. That's what's. I mean, it would have made more sense if he was like spinning around on a swing set than it would have, you know, in a doghouse. But I, I don't know. I don't get it. Okay. <laughs> I don't get it. I don't get it. Let's make it a bag. <laughs> Sorry. <clears throat> right. Scene 13. Back at the old drawing board in the den, <laughs> Greg is attempting to use the tools his father gave him. Marcia is standing with him to assist. Greg says, if only dad hadn't given me these beautiful tools, now he's expecting me to draw something terrific. Marcia says, yeah, if you don't come up with something now, he's really going to be disappointed. <laughs> Greg says, I'll say. And he gets up in frustration. 
He walks around for a moment, stops, turns around and says, Hey, wait, maybe that's it. Marcia says, what's it? Greg goes on, if after all this, I were to come up with something that's even weirder. Hmm. Oh, he'd have to admit I'd starve as an architect. Marcia lights up and says, hey, right. Think you can do worse than your last drawing? Greg <laughs>, laughs and says, if you think that was bad, wait until you see this. Greg sits down and begins to draw. Marsha watches and giggles. Did you notice how Marsha pronounces now? No. Really? You <laughs> Is it like werewolf? You, yeah, you, you catch werewolf in school, but you don't you didn't hear how she said now? No. What did she say? She she pronounced it Neo. <laughs> Neo. It's like Neo. Yeah. Like you she's come speaking up with some like right Chinese Neo. or whatever. <laughs> Hold on, I gotta pull up my phone. Now he's expecting me to draw something terrific. Yeah. If you don't come up with something now, he's really going to be disappointed. If you don't come up with something now, if you don't come up with something now. So, yeah, she says now. <laughs> she says, she's like now. Um, now, you can draw a werewolf and maybe draw him like he's at school. <laughs> you, need, you need to draw a werewolf in school right now. Uh, that's like my mom used to say. You remember how my mom used to say Walmart? It was like Walmart. Yeah, she she drew out the Walmart, and then when she said door, like like the door of a house, she said doer, doer, right, and, like and that do well, yeah. you're not you're not privy to saying things weird. Why? How, what do I say? It's weird. Um, saying the thing you watch the shortened version of television, TV. Yeah, you say TV. Yeah, what do you say? TV. <laughs> you put the accent on the T oh, instead oh. of the V. Oh, you mean I say TV? Yeah, you say TV. And you say TV? Yeah, I'm, wa- you I'm just like watching some TV. Wait, I'm watching some TV. <laughs> I'm watching some TV. Yeah. You, but it sounds like a question. Like, are you? Are you sure you're watching TV? Because you're like TV? Yeah, I'm watching TV. You got to say it like you have a pair. Like, I'm watching TV. <laughs> like, not like I'm watching TV? No, no, you know you're watching TV. Say it like a man. I'm watching TV. Be more confident in that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but also, I thought it would be a cool, like, like it, this is really a note for the writers if you're listening. <laughs> um, I would have had, like, Greg touch on maybe one element that was, like, an amazing idea. Mm-hmm. So that after this was all said and done, when Mike's like, huh, yeah, you really suck. But actually... Remember that idea with the moat? Like, I actually implemented that and have him actually use one of Greg's ideas, you know? I just thought that'd be mm-hmm. a cool, like, saving grace kind of thing, but <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Scene a 14. Up in the boys' room, Dr. Peter is reading through another medical book. Hmm. He stops, looks up slowly and says, oh, no. <laughs> just then, Nurse Jan walks in and says, Peter, the stuff in the test tubes hasn't turned green yet, so I think that may be... Jan stops and looks at Peter. Peter is just staring off in the distance with a look of shock on his face. Jan asks, what's the matter? Peter looks up at Jan and says, Jan, I've got terrible news. He looks back down at his book. Jan asks what he means. Peter goes on, I've got an awful disease. I've got ang... Oh, it's so terrible, I can't even pronounce it. 
Jan asks, Are you sure you've got it? Peter says, Yes, I'm sure. And then gets up, carries the book and says, Look at the symptoms. Shortness of breath. Remember last week in school when I had to run the mile? Remember how I couldn't stop panting? Jan in shock says, I remember. Peter goes on. And this, sore finger joints. And I thought it was maybe from playing baseball without the mitt on. Jan says, you mean it isn't? Peter looks back down at the book and says, no. It's from this terrible thing I've got that I can't even pronounce. (laughs) Jan walks closer to Peter and says, well, now that I look at you, you are kind of pale. Oh, geez. Peter says, oh, oh, that's the clincher. Facial discoloration. A lack of color. Oh my god! Jan looks at her brother straight in the face and says, That's you, all right. Peter walks over to Greg's bed, sits, and says, I'm cooked. I've got it. Jan pulls up a chair next to her dying brother and asks, Well, does it say how much... How much time you have left? Oh my god. Peter goes on, it says here, about six months. No. No, Jan asks, well, isn't there anything you can take? Peter says, if I were rich, I could take a trip around the world. Oh, he's still got a sense of humor. It's good. Jan gets very serious and says, I better break the news to mom and dad. Peter stands up and says, nay, it is my job. I shall do it. He's so brave. Jan stands up and asks, what will you say? Peter thinks and says, I don't know. Maybe I'll tell them to look on the bright side after all. They still have five kids left. (laughs) He's so brave. Wow. Wow. (sighs) This was a pretty funny scene. I thought it was... But it could have done more with it, I think. I think we did a better job with the scene than they did. I think so, too, yeah. (laughs) But it should have done... That was straight up when Dr. McCarty or whatever he was from Grey's Anatomy, like when he passed away. No Spoiler alert. For a fucking ten year old show, but yeah. Yeah. It would have been really funny if we amped up like the the dramaticism and all that with music and all that. But yeah. Um I like the blocking in this for some <laughs> the blocking yeah. really add to it because it was a lot of, you know, she would walk away, then he would walk away and or he would walk away and then as soon as she walked there, he would go back to the bed, sit down, and as soon as she mm-hmm. sat down, he would stand up and she'd stand up and he'd sit down. It was just a lot of that kind of stuff and I really liked that. It was pretty fun. Yeah, I wanted to see some more like Soap opera blocking, you know, like where they yeah, have yeah. the black. Well, they did a little bit of and, it. You know, yeah. they did a little bit because Peter walks away and at the last minute he turns his head really fast at Jan. Like it's, it was a little bit of that kind of stuff. It was pretty funny. Though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Somebody, nobody got slapped in the face though. But no, and then you have to fix your hair when you pull your yeah. hair out. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> Man, that was hard to get through. That was tough. It was rough. It's yeah. not over yet though. No, it's not. No. Scene 15. 
In the living room, Mike is spying in on Greg sitting at the drafting table. He says, Greg is still in there working away. Carol sitting next to him doing needlepoint says, I know he's been in there all afternoon. I've never seen him so intense about anything. <laughs> Mike proudly says, Except girls. Well I, guess it w- <laughs> well, I guess it was those drafting tools I gave him. Carol says, can't wait to see what he's drawing, huh? Mike says, oh, I can wait. Carol says, well, sure you can. Just like an expectant mother in her 10th month. Mike just laughs. (laughs) Just then, Peter comes walking down the stairs with a sad look in his eyes. He stops in front of his parents and greets them. (laughs) They greet him back. Peter continues to gaze his eyes upon the loving parents as so gently and so warmly raised him to be the man he is today. Yes. He looks upon them with eyes of wisdom now. Although just a boy, his soul seems much older, so much enlightened. Amen. As he looms upon death's shadow, it won't bring him down, but will uplift his spirits as he uplifts the spirits of those around him until night falls upon his time on this realm. And he can be with his mother. No, that's horrible. Sorry. Sorry. That's Mike and Carol now awkwardly look up at him as he stares. Mike asks, you have something on your mind, Pete? Peter says, me? Nothing, Dad. Not a thing. (laughs) Mike and Carol just go back doing what they're doing. Peter continues to stand there and stare at them with sadness. They look back at him once again. Carol asks, Peter, are you sure you don't have something on your mind? (laughs) Peter says, no, I, yeah, I mean, I feel just fine. I've never felt better in my whole short life. Mike says, yeah, well, we didn't ask how you felt, Pete. (laughs) (laughs) Carol asks, what do you mean short life? Peter looks up at the ceiling and says, oh, nothing. Carol asks, Peter, are you sure you're all right? You're not coming down with a cold, are you? Peter says, a cold. (laughs) Mike, getting tired of his bullshit, (laughs) rolls his eyes and says, all right, Peter, spill it. You're trying to tell us something. Peter says, well, actually, I want... He takes a deep breath and goes on. I want to ask you something. Mike says, shoot. Peter asks, do you have to be 21 to write a will? They both laugh, and Carol asks what he wants to write a will for. Peter turns and says, Oh, I'm not worried. It's just that, well, for instance, that new skateboard I just got, I just want to make sure it doesn't end up in the wrong hands. Mike is now done with all the bush beating and says, All right, Peter, what's this really about? The truth now. You said bush beating and Peter in the same sentence, and you didn't even giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. You're slipping. Jeez. I know. Oh my God. <laughs> Peter walks over, sits down on the table in front of them, looks at them with love, and opens his book. He says, It's all here. Page 95. The paragraph on the bottom. Mike leans in to look at it. As Mike picks up the book, Peter says, Brace yourself, Mom, Dad. It's not going to be easy. Mike looks down and asks, you mean this? Anacardius? I don't know how to say it. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Peter says, 
So if that's how you pronounce it. Mike says, yeah, what about it? Peter says, it's fatal, and I've got it. Carol asks, what do you mean? Peter simply <laughs> says, read. Mike and Carol begin to read the book about their son's dying ailment. Carol looks back and forth between pages and says, hey, wait a minute, Pete. You didn't read this very carefully. There are two pages stuck together. Peter turns around and says, huh? <laughs> Mike says, you've gone from page 95 to page 98. Peter really liked that book. That must have been the part where they show like a boob or something. No way, man. You hear about like all those terrific diseases. And he's like, oh, that sounds terrific. Yeah, oh, right. That's a terrific disease too. Oh, anyway. <laughs> Mike says, you've got the symptoms of one disease and the diagnosis of another. Peter lights up and asks, you mean I haven't got the fatal one? Mike says, I doubt that very much. Here, the fatal one can only be contracted by the bite of a bandicoot or hyena after having eaten the bark of certain trees in India and South Africa. Mm. Carol asks, have you been in near South Africa lately? Peter asks, gee, then what have I got? Carol looks in the book and says, hmm, well, let's see. If you're suffering from anacardis... <laughs> That is the scientific name for poison ivy. Peter stands up and yells, poison ivy. Carol says, yep, that's all it is. You'll itch, but you'll live. Peter says, thanks. I better go tell my nurse. And then he runs upstairs and Mike and Carol just laugh. Hmm. I love the sad music. That was just hilarious to me. <laughs> yeah. That was a nice <laughs> touch. I like that. <laughs> um, technically, um, he could still have the fatal one. Right. He doesn't have to be in India or South Africa. The animals that bit him just had to have been. So he's not or, out of the woods just yet. Well, just well they're just saying that those trees grow in India. Yeah. Well, she's right? like, you haven't been to like fucking India or South Africa lately, have you? And he's like, right, no. But- she's like, then you're fucking fine. Yeah. But did she ask, have you been bitten by a bandicoot lately? Right, but yeah, I mean, I kind of want a second opinion. This is bullshit. Brazilian rainbow snakes live in Brazil, but I got one sitting, you know, about twenty feet to my right. So, right, just exactly. because they grow there doesn't mean that you have to go there to see it. I That's mean, exactly my point. Yeah, Brazilian pepper trees grow in Brazil, but I had some next door. <laughs> Funny right. how that works. Carol so, don't know what the fuck she's talking about. She's like no. a doctor and shit. She's trying. First to be a she thinks she's an architect. an architect. Now she thinks yeah. she's a doctor. Fuck Carol. (laughs) (laughs) Scene 16. Later that night, Mike and Carol are getting ready for bed. When all of a sudden there's a knock. Ooh la la. When all of a sudden (laughs) sexy. Ooh la la. Sorry. Um, when all of a sudden there's a knock on the door. Greg walks in holding his latest drawing. He says, Well, here it is. Hmm. Mike takes it from him, smiling. Greg says, Dad. Those tools you gave me really made a difference. Hmm. Mike smiles and says, well, let's take a look here. He opens up the drawing and looks at it. Mike says, well, yeah. He walks over to Carol so she can look at it too. Greg asks, well, Mike and Carol just stare at it smiling. Greg simply says, you hate it. (laughs) Mike says, oh, no, no, no. Carol confirms, not at all. Mike continues to look at it and says, 
Um, Greg asks, you mean you think it's good? <laughs> Mike says, well, I think it shows tremendous effort. <laughs> Just like we said before, first of all, Carol don't need to be judging his work. Like she knows anything about architecture. <laughs> I thought I it would really, have been really funny too if they would have said like, "So you hate it?" And they're like, "No!" Like, "So you think it's good?" And we'd be like, "No!" <laughs> <laughs> I think it would have been funny if like, "Cool, Carol, you do one better. Show them how to do it." Good. <laughs> um, <laughs> I really don't get why this family can't just be straightforward with each other. I really don't understand why they can't do that. I don't know. Um, also, does Mike really think that? he's kind of doing Greg any favors by beating around the bush. Like, you know what I mean? Like what if, what if let's change gears and what if Greg really was wanting to be an architect and he really yeah. was trying to think outside of the box? Yeah. Like if thinking outside the box that far, if there was no market for that, where they're from, like as an architect, if you know that you're just, you're not going to sell your designs. If you're going to, if you're going to draw like that, mm. Mike wouldn't have even told him. Mike would have just encouraged him and said, yeah, keep doing it. Yeah, keep doing the weird shit. You'll fucking get a yeah. job quick. <laughs> so I don't know. I don't think Mike was doing Mike was really doing him any favors. Um but also like <laughs> Mike's way of training his son is cool, so I'm gonna give you some tools. Now you get the fuck away from me and go sit down somewhere by yourself <laughs> and try to paint or try to draw all by yourself. And I'm just gonna sit out here reading the newspaper, and wait for you to get done. That's his way of training his son. <laughs> yeah. Nope, it's okay. You gotta keep trying. Go again, lock yourself in a room again exactly, for hours. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I'm yeah. a little disappointed in Mike. A little disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> Scene 17. Tremendous effort. He said, it shows tremendous effort. I can't believe it. We quickly were cut to Greg standing in the hallway with Marsha. Marsha says, Greg, you've got no choice. No matter how much it hurts dad, you've got to tell him. Yeah, one thing I noticed that I couldn't unnotice when I noticed it was when Greg comes through the door... Just to the left of the doorway, the picture was crooked, like bad. Oh, God. I did not notice that, and I'm glad I did not notice really that. disturbing. <laughs> yeah. Not disturbing. It was just uh, distracting. Yeah. I could see that for sure. But, yeah, I put down, oh, man, Carol thinks uh, they're the worst. Man. Man. <laughs> man. If he, could, if he could please Carol, he's got a career ahead of him. You know what I'm saying? Like. Because Carol knows her shit when it comes to architecture. Yeah. So he can impress Carol. He should have no job yeah. in this career. Yeah. She. I mean, she just. She wants nothing but the best. You know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> right. Fucking Carol. Fuck her. <laughs> Scene 18. <clears throat> back in the bedroom. Mike and Carol are <laughs> back in the master bedroom where the magic happens. Ooh la la. Mike and Carol are still sitting on the bed looking at the drawing. Carol asks, he's hopeless as an architect, isn't he? <laughs> Mike says, honey, let's face it. What we have here is Frank Lloyd wrong. <laughs> I thought that was a clever line. That was pretty funny. I guess. You don't think so? I don't get it all. Okay, well, let's check and see. Okay. Frank Lloyd Frank Laurie Wright was an American architect, designer, writer, and educator. So uh -huh. yeah, he was an architect. Yeah. So I thought that was fine. I thought that was kind of clever. Um, yeah. uh, Carol says, well, you know, I think we ought to tell him the truth, no matter how much it hurts. 
Once, once Carol's like, like, when we tell me fucking sex, <laughs> Carol's like, it's gonna hurt, but we have to do it. <laughs> She's such a bitch. God, I fucking hate Carol. Let me do it. Let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> Can we get on Greg's video camera? Um, <laughs> Can we do it right now? <laughs> all of a sudden, there's a knock on the door. Greg asks, "Can I come in again?" They say yes, and he enters. Greg walks in, takes a deep breath, and both Mike and him talk at the same time. Greg finally says, Dad, let me say this. I just don't want to be an architect, no matter how much you'd like it. I'm sorry, but that's just the way it is. Mike, with a surprised look and somewhat relieved look on his face, says, You don't? Greg says, No. Mike says, Greg. Just because I'm an architect doesn't mean you have to be an architect. Greg says, I don't? Mike says, no, only Jan would do that. No. Um, (laughs) Mike says, no. Carol butts in and says, honey, your father and I want you to be what you want to be. Greg says, oh, what a relief. He sits down on the bed next to Mike and Carol. Mike agrees that indeed it was a relief. Greg goes on. Dad... I should have leveled with you in the first place. Mike says, well, I guess I should have leveled you too, son. The drawings you made were pretty... And they both say, bad. Bad. (laughs) At the same time. Carol says, gee, that's funny. I don't think they were bad at all. Mike and Greg look at her like she's nuts. Yeah. Carol (laughs) leans in and says... I think they're the worst things I've ever seen in my life. Hmm. She's such a bitch. Oh my God. Sorry. (laughs) They all just laugh and Mike shoves Greg off the bed and he tumbles into the ground and they laugh even harder. (laughs) That's when uh, she's like, worst thing I've ever seen in my life. And that's when Greg just looks at her with a tear in his eye. Like, I was just kidding. Like, I really (laughs) want to be in a I want it so bad for Mike to be like, why don't you explain in detail why they're bad, Carol? <laughs> the fuck? Why are you in this conversation? Why is she even there? Like, it should well, have been, Carol, can you excuse me and my son, please? Because you, you're not really part of this conversation. God. <laughs> well, because of the perspective, I think is what you said. or No. <laughs> so how funny would it have been? If Greg admits that the drawings he did were bad on purpose, right? And Mike right. is relieved. He's like, oh, thank God. I thought you like, oh, man, I thought you were just really terrible. <laughs> and then Greg's like, no, actually, here. And shows him a drawing, and it's, like, fucking beautiful. He's like, <laughs> he's like I just did this one just to be funny. Like, I'm not even serious. But <laughs> and it's, like, better than him. And he's like, yeah. And he solves, like, all the problems for his building that he's working on right now. <laughs> this is genius. I guess you can have it. I was just going to throw it away. But right. <laughs> Scene 19. In the kitchen, Alice is getting ready to go shopping in her uniform <laughs> with a jacket on. <laughs> and is writing the last things on the list. Bobby and Cindy come running in and Cindy says, oh, good. You didn't go shopping yet. Alice asks, did you want to add something else to the list? Cindy says, we sure do. Alice says, okay, shoot. Cindy says, marshmallows, donuts, pretzels, Bobby adds, caramel corn, peanuts, popcorn, a bottle of cherries, some potato chips. Just then Alice whistles for them to shut up. She says, wait a minute. 
How do you expect to eat all that and still be an astronaut and a model? Bobby says, oh, we're through with all that. Cindy says, we decided to have more sensible careers. Alice says, oh, like what? Bobby says, like a maid. No. <laughs> no. Bobby says, I'm going to be a professional football player, so I have to be real heavy. Mm. Cindy says, and I'm going to be a lady wrestler. Chocolate pudding. <laughs> Sorry. Isn't that fucking weird? <laughs> chocolate pudding. <laughs> chocolate pudding. Uh, That's a wrestling name. <laughs> I'm going to be lady wrestler in chocolate pudding. <laughs> well, there's a fundamental problem with that, Cindy. <laughs> you may want to be uh, tapioca or something. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to be a lady wrestler. <laughs> Vanilla tornado or whatever. <laughs> Bobby adds more vanilla and strawberry ice cream. Alice cuts them both off and says, Splendid. Now, what would you like for dessert? And they all just laugh. <laughs> oh. Okay, possibly dumb question. They had yeah. fem- They had like entertainment style wrestling back then? Yeah, I mean, I guess. Jenny? <laughs> Did they have wrestling? <laughs> Because it's a sport thing. We don't know shit about sports. Like, <laughs> oh, I was like, what? Oh, Jenny. Yeah, Jenny, you have to wait for Jenny to answer that. Like, yeah. what's the history of, you know, like pageantry <laughs> well, really, wrestling? Because like, I know they <laughs> and, had it in the 80s, but I mean. Yeah, like the Glow Girls were like in the 80s and stuff like that. Right, but this was the 70s. Well, I guess it's not that far removed. So I just didn't think it would be mainstream enough to put in the Brady Bunch. Unless yeah. they're talking about college style wrestling, like Greco-Roman wrestling. I doubt it. Mm. <laughs> well, that's the end of the episode. That is the end of the episode. Oh, man. It was a fun little episode. That was a fun little episode. It had some funny little scenes in it. It did have some funny little scenes in it. All right. So I got an email to read, Jimmy. Okay. And this is from our old pal, William from Brooklyn. You remember nice. him? Yeah, I remember William, yeah. Well, anyway, we've heard from him before. Yes. And yes. Um, so he wrote back and he said, uh, hey, hey, William from Brooklyn. What's up, mm-hmm. y'all? He says, thanks again for sharing my email on the air and for the positive good thoughts means a lot. Also shared this airing with my family and they were touched too. That's cool. So two things. Have y'all checked out Pop-Up Brady? Used to be on VH1. Now you can only find it on YouTube. No, I didn't know funny that. Behind, had some funny behind-the-scenes info. Yeah, I wasn't aware of this at all. I Did they do the jingle not. like, Pop-Up Brady? You know, <laughs> Pop-Up video. Yeah. And when I was working at a photo agency many moons ago, a friend of mine went on a vacation to Hawaii, and I asked him to bring back a tiki statue. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> Later, much love. Thanks for being the cool dude you are. And he actually sent a picture of uh, the tiki statue. Oh, there it goes. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat, God, right? that looks so good, too, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah. Doodle-doo. <laughs> 
It even says Hawaii at the bottom. Mm. That is Looks so neat. like yeah, Oliver. Like <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I appreciate you sending that in, uh, and I'm I'm glad that uh, we could touch you. I don't know how to word that. <laughs> <laughs> if we haven't touched you, we would we would like to. <laughs> I mean, I want to put my hands. At, never mind. <laughs> well, yeah, that was awesome. I pre. It's good to hear back from Will again. Um, yeah, I mean, we've been. Um, I mean, I don't know about. I can't really speak for Tack, but <laughs> I mean, you've been in. You know, my family's thoughts and prayers. So I'm hoping everything's going good. I'm hoping you're staying strong. That kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, if we can do anything for you, uh, let us know for real. Reach out. Um, yeah. I'm on, we're we're both on Facebook. We're both on Instagram. Um, so yeah, yeah, man. And we'll just try to keep bringing the funny, um, mm-hmm. and uh, keep sending emails, and we enjoy them. So, yeah. all right. Well, you know what we did here today, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I'm not talking to you, listeners. You know what we did here today. <laughs> <clears throat> we had fun. Uh, don't be offended. We do love the show. We are not racist or sexist. No. And it's very convincing with Tex giggling the entire time it says <laughs> that makes it all the more convincing. Like, we're not racist. <laughs> okay. Um <laughs> also we also we would personally like to thank all of our producers from Patreon because without you this wouldn't be possible and it would be pointless mm-hmm. and blah blah blah. But specifically the OPs, Jen and Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you two are the shit. And we thank you. Oh, yeah. So we got some homework assignments. Check out the website at yes. com. Do a rate and review on Apple Podcast, Podchaser, and CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcast. If it has the ability to do a rate and review, uh, do it, please. <laughs> mm-hmm. And don't forget, we're also on uh, Amazon yes. Music now. So. Yes, we are. Heck yeah. Tell two friends about the show, or like Jimmy says, tell, if you don't like it, tell your in-laws. <laughs> Send an email to the show and tell us how you like or dislike the show at a very podcast at gmail.com. Join the Facebook group and join in on the conversation and all the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. If you would like to be a producer, check out the Patreon at www.patreon.com slash a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Instagram at a very Brady podcast. Follow us on Facebook and get updates, real time updates. Mm-hmm. And check out the network at theretronetwork.com. Yes. Check out our T Public store for merch. Link is in the description of this episode. And most it's of- possible we oh, might have what? a new shirt coming out. Oh, that's right. Yes. Damn, I, keep, I should have been working on that today. Yes, we, we might have a new shirt coming out. So that's right. I, could, I totally could have been working on that today. Keep checking the T Public store. We might have a shirt coming out. Yes. And most importantly, go out there and watch the Brady yes. Bunch. In fact, <clears throat> for next week's homework, you have to watch this episode, and Jimmy's going to tell you all about it. On the next episode, season four, episode 10, entitled goodbye alice hello (laughs) the kids give alice the cold shoulder after they think she has broken their trust so alice decides to leave her job as a housekeeper however the kids soon regret this decision after after the new housekeeper teaches them a lesson oh snap yes they're gonna be like i've tasted my own medicine and it is better yes yes (laughs) 
Mm. All right. Well, that's all I got. Cool. All right. In that case, I have been Jimmy. And I've been Tech. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another sunshine day. Keep smoke. <laughs> this has been a presentation of the Retro Network. <laughs>